Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I'm your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm so excited to be joined today by sports and entertainment realtor, Jamie Oakley. Jamie takes us through her career path from teaching to real estate, talks about being a matchmaker of sorts as she matches clients with their new homes, takes us through a day in her life, and much more. This episode is really fun, so let's get to it. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me for Get My Job today. I'm so excited to talk to you because I think this is like a whole part of the sports entertainment industry that people don't necessarily know about. So welcome to Get My Job. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is uh, definitely an area that is not spoken about too much, and it's really such a cool business to be in. So let's jump right in. And you can, if you could start by taking us through your professional journey and kind of how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So I did not start as a sports realtor. I started in commercial real estate, actually, um, back in 2008. I was doing more property management um, and just didn't love it. And so I decided to go back to school and I became a teacher. Uh, and I was huh. a teacher for about 10 years and uh, then decided to go back to real estate and am both a residential and commercial real estate agent. And I work uh, specifically with athletes and entertainers. So how does that niche come about? So it was actually a, an interesting um, proposition that came up within my brokerage. I'm in Keller Williams and they started this division that was a sports and entertainment division. And being one of the, the top agents, I was asked to be a part of it. And I have always been a huge sports fan. Um, my husband is a huge sports fan, my whole family, and I love real estate. And so putting that together, in addition to having the background as a teacher and thinking, you know, could be, you know, kind of a great way to, you know, not just work with athletes, but also educate them. And I'll mm -hmm. go into that a little bit more later. It just, it all 
came together and married so nicely. And it has just been a whirlwind. Every day is so different. And I love what I do. So if you could talk about the education factor that you just mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, we all know, you know, athletes, they're super talented, but their their careers don't last all that long. And mm-hmm. they come in at a very young age. So, you know, there are so many aspects to real estate with that, whether it's educating them on how to buy their first home or buying versus renting or getting into investment properties and what is a good investment versus not. Some of them have even want to be mentored into how they could then become a real estate agent once their career in in athletics ends, because some of them do need something going forward after that, or just want to do something. They want to have a purpose or they just want to be an investor. Um, And so it's, it's been really interesting getting to know some of them on that level and seeing what their interests are too. And so on the entertainment side, Mm -hmm. is it similar? Do you work now mainly just with athletes or do you have a fair amount of entertainment clients as well? A fair amount of entertainers as well. Um, And, you know, everyone from, you know, a music producer to um, this coming week, I'm going to be giving a presentation um, to a large modeling agency in the city. Um, so it's, it really, it runs the gamut and, um, with each different group, you kind of, you know, see what it is that they need and, and change to meet, meet their needs and their interests. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So let's say an athlete, we're going to, we're in the middle of football season right now. So, mm-hmm. and we're getting about, you know, we're not that far away from the NFL trade deadline. So we'll go right. at the time we're recording this at least. So when we'll say an athlete plays for a team, let's pretend this athlete plays for a team in Minneapolis, the Minnesota Vikings, uh-huh. and they get traded to the Giants. Are you the person they call to figure out where they're going to live? Do they call their player engagement rep with the team and they call you? How does that all work? So each is a little bit different. Um, some go right to their player engagement Um some go to their their sports agent, and I have relationships with um, some of the larger sports agencies, and that uh, is typically who I will get um, my business through. And so I've gotten calls literally on Labor Day. You know, this mm-hmm. player was just treated here. He needs to be somewhere in two days. Can you get him a lease? And mm-hmm. within a day, I... I have to find them something and it's not Mm -hmm. easy and um, it can take a lot of time, but you know, the goal is to get them where they need to be and make sure that they're happy where they are. 
Um, I mean, we all know how important it is to get a good night's rest. And uh, I don't want to be the reason that that player fumbled. So right. um, so getting them someplace um, as quickly as I possibly can, you know, making contacts around the country um, has been a big, um, a big help for me because I'm, there are people that I can just call up and I know, depending on what city it is, that I can place them in a particular building that has been great for one um, player and I know will work for another one who is, you know, traded to at the same team. Um, so that has been very interesting. Um, and then also, you know, I have players that are purchasing homes in the middle of the season. So that also mm -hmm. has been kind of hard to navigate because everything is ruled by their schedule and they have such little time. So, you know, I think being able to communicate quickly and effectively and know that you have maybe two minutes to tell them everything that they need to know. And then you're just going to take the ball and run with it because I have to be there for everything that they possibly could need. Um, you know, for example, I have one player who uh, had to fly home, but he has a walkthrough tomorrow. So I will be at his walkthrough uh, on FaceTime just mm -hmm. so he's able to see the house before we close on it. And I mean, it, that's just kind of a regular thing where, like I said, their schedule rules everything. So you said, you know, you have relationships around the country. So do you work mm -hmm. with mainly people on the East coast, the West coast, or are you basically everywhere? Like if a player also got traded to green Bay or Kansas mm -hmm. city or LA, are you able to help uh, that player, you know, wherever yeah. he or she may be? Yeah, absolutely. I am in New Jersey, um, okay. but Keller Williams sports and entertainment is all around the country. So we are the top agents. Um, it's a small group of us, but we are in every major city, not just in the country, but around the world. Um, so it's pretty cool because, you know, my contacts from the different sports agencies, um, will call me and say, you know, like you said, you know, somebody needs to go to green Bay. Someone needs to go to San Francisco. Um, they want a vacation home in Mexico, whatever it is. I just call up, you know, my sports and entertainment people in those areas and connect them. And within, you know, days, they have exactly what they need. So I would imagine that obviously confidentiality and discretion is very mm -hmm. important in your industry and it, with the clientele Absolutely. that you're working with. So how do you navigate that if you're, you know, looking at a home or looking at apartment or just kind of, kind of mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm, I'm asking this correctly, but almost kind of what advice would you have for someone getting into your field in that way? Because I think especially in the world we live in today with social media mm -hmm. and promotion. And that is such an important part. I imagine of what you do, you have to navigate mm -hmm. that fine line of still protecting your client. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely is a fine line because I would love to shout out to like, Hey, I'm working with this person or that person, you know, come work with me. But I can't do that because I do need to be so careful. Um, you know, everything is NDA and, mm -hmm. you know, I think part of it, is taking the lead of your client. And there have been players who are totally fine with, you know, going with me to a house, wearing, literally wearing their, their hat with their team name on it, and they just don't care. Mm -hmm. um, and others, you know, they won't be there. They would do, you know, FaceTime with me. Um, we've had players uh, and entertainers 
where, you know, if I go to look at a home with someone and then we need to make an offer, it might not even be in their name. It might be in an LLC, a Mm -hmm. trust. Um, We've even had times where other agents have written up the offer so that, you know, the, the listing agent didn't know who had come to look at it because they would kind of, you know, put it together that, um, that it was me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are, are a lot of things that you need to consider. I mean, we see in the news all of the time about, you know, people whose, you know, homes have been robbed or, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, people waiting outside of their homes. And the last thing that I want is for anyone to feel uncomfortable or unsafe where they are. And so for, you know, anyone looking to get into the field, you know, it is, like I said, a matter of being, you know, safe and and calculated with everything that you're doing, paying attention to everything and also building relationships with their entire network and knowing who you need to know, um, who the decisions maker decision makers are um, and who your main points of contact are going to be to make sure that the deal goes through smoothly and in a way that only the people that need to know about it will, will know about it. So when you first got into this industry, so I, I bring this up because this podcast is to highlight women in the industry and for mm-hmm. our listeners to highlight how many opportunities there are to mm-hmm. work in sports. We've had sports psychologists on, we've had uh, a woman on who went from being a cheerleader for a team to being in ticket sales. And we have yeah. obviously a lot of media people on front office people. So I want to highlight kind of everything and all, all the yeah. potential. So when you first started in this industry, did you think this was even a possibility for you? No, I had never even heard of it. Um, you know, when I do think of real estate, I think there's, a, you know, a decent amount of women in it. I don't think that it's, you know, discriminatory or, you know, that there's all that many more men and women. Um, although when you watch some of these shows, you know, the million dollar shows, you do see a lot of men compared to women, you know, in those high powered roles. Um, and so I think when this came about with sports, I, like I said, I had never heard of it before. And I think that there still is with, you know, sports and realtors, more men than women. Um, And I think it could come down to the connections, you know, sports agents tend to be more male than female. So they have connections probably with friends who are realtors Um, the athletes themselves, their friends are realtors. And so it's hard to get in to their inner circle. And so I think as a woman, it's even harder. I mean, it's hard for anyone to get into these circles. Um, But as a woman, I think it's even harder. And I think you need to bust your butt and work harder than anyone else. And then it doesn't matter because if you get the job done and you know that if somebody calls you or they know that if they call you and they need to get somebody into an apartment, a townhouse, a home a day or two later, and you got it done the first time and you got it done the second time. And every time they call you, you are getting the job done. They're going to keep using you and they're going to spread the word to other people. So I think that, you know, that really is, you know, my biggest advice that I could give is just be a hustler work as hard as you can and your your production and your results are going to be what elevates you and brings you those other clients. 
So is there anything when you were first starting out, any hard lesson that you had to learn? Did anything go terribly wrong? Or did you have a situation with a client that you did have trouble navigating and and had to really learn from? I mean, and always with real estate, it's up and down. You could have the best day and then the next day your deals are falling through. Um, So in general, there are always lessons to be learning. I think when it comes to working with athletes, clear communication is the biggest thing because, you know, if they have that network of people and it's coming through five different people and then, you know, what they really wanted and their expectations are not met because you didn't know what those expectations were, that can lead to some issues. I think, um, I don't know if that's clear and I don't, I can't give too many details away, but I can just say, you know, clear communication is, is definitely something that is necessary because otherwise expectations are not met. Um, and I think that really, that was a lesson that I, I had to learn for sure with that. And I think just, you know, even going back in some of my other careers, thinking about lessons that I've had to learn. I remember when I was teaching nine years in, I was let go. I had switched districts and was let go because I, they didn't think that I fit. And I think I've just kind of taken that lesson and have run with it because I I don't want to fit into their box. And I don't think that, you know, as women in the sports industry, we do fit into any sort of box. I think, you know, we're here to break the mold and to show everyone that, that we are supposed to be here and that we're going to continue to elevate and to, you know, break the glass ceiling and, and you don't want to fit so that it, it hurt at the time, but turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to me because now it's, it's almost like a motto. Like you don't want to fit in. Um, what, what did you teach? So I started teaching um, second grade and then okay. I went and I did response to intervention, which was um, when I was going and working with kids who were struggling um, and I created ways to help them learn. And I loved it. I loved helping people. I loved helping kids. Um, and I have taken that, you know, like I said, to use mm-hmm. it as a way to educate athletes. And I've just always, you know, thought that, you know, having that education and having knowledge is power, you know, no matter if you're a second grader who can't read or an adult who does not know what to do with the money that they now have sitting in the bank. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So can you actually take us through a day in the life of, of you? Like what is a day in the life of Jamie Oakley look like? So my days are so different every single day, but every single day I still, I wake up and I do my workout and I walk my dog. First things that have to be done, no matter what. Her name is actually Jet. My husband named her after the New York Jets. Oh, um, uh, are you also a Jets fan? Um, by marriage. Okay. Well, there, there's a lot of excitement around the Jets right now. Yes. So that's, yes, and yes, I'm very yes. happy for Robert Sala, who was oh, the defensive yeah. coordinator for the 49ers, who I covered for his tenure there. So yeah. very happy for him, but you and Jet and your husband must be very happy right now. Very happy right now. Yes. Although there's still lots of screaming going on during every game, but of course. He's, <laughs> he's, he's used to it. So, and this is a little bit different and he's a very positive 
about the team this year. So we'll, we'll hope it continues. Um, so yes, Jet and I do our little walk every day and then I get to work. And typically in the early part of the morning, it's, you know, emails, um, paperwork and things like that, because nobody wants to speak to their realtor at six o'clock in the morning. Although another piece of advice for anyone looking to get into this business, especially with athletes. And I said, you know, with their, their schedules is learning when they're most likely to respond. And it's such a simple thing, but people don't really think about it because if you text or call, you know, you're not going to hear back in the middle of the day when they're practicing, you're clearly not going to hear back during a game. Then if they have therapy or whatever it is that they're doing after, you're most likely not going to hear. Sometimes you'll hear late at night, but there are some that I know, okay, if I text him at seven o'clock in the morning, I know I'm going to hear back and get the answer that I need. So, Mm -hmm. you know, little things like that, it really does make a difference because other times, you know, days could go by, they forget to respond to you um, and things need to get done. So emails, calls, texts um, in the morning, paperwork in the morning, then it could be anything from going and showing homes, whether it's, you know, a new construction home that's, you know, under construction, it could be, you know, just a regular residential listing, it could be a flip that I'm going to be doing with an investor. And we're going to look at that. It could be a listing appointment. Um, you know, then I'm back at during the day at my desk, you know, writing up contracts and offers, but I might be back out for a walkthrough for a closing. I could be at an inspection. You know, I think I mentioned, you know, later on in the week, I have a presentation in the city. So it's Mm -hmm. every day is so very different. And that's what I absolutely love about it is that I'm, I'm never bored. Um, and in addition to that, you're getting to know these people on a personal level and yeah, the athletes and the entertainers, but just, you know, people in general, you're really, you're making connections. And when it comes back to the athletes, I mean, I'm seeing them off of the field in a way that most people never do. Um, and it's, it's a really cool look into their lives because at the end of the day, like they're just, they're just people. Yes, that is true. And that I think is something people forget. And I think it's also worth mentioning, you know, in this conversation, um, you know, these are people. And when I started covering the NFL and covering the 49ers, you, Mm -hmm. it really obviously drives home, like that's their job and they go to work just like everybody else. And unfortunately for athletes and entertainment people, people in the entertainment industry, their jobs get criticized in the public arena in a way that the rest of us, it doesn't. So I think that's something to you know, keep in mind. And sometimes I think with the world of social media and all of that, people forget that athletes are just people and humans with feelings. And so I try to bring that up on this podcast as much as I can not to get on my soapbox, but I think it's no, something that's I, I very totally, important to remember. Yeah, totally agree with you. And I think, you know, back to what you were saying too, you know, with social media and everything, their lives seem so glamorous a lot of the times. And that's not necessarily always the case. Like you said, it's their job. They're there to work. And, you know, if they sign a one-year contract, even a two or three-year contract, that doesn't necessarily mean that when they're coming here, they're coming with their entire family. You know, a lot of times they're leaving their family and they're by themselves. And, you know, yeah, they get traded and they make connections with their teammates but a lot of the times it's still, I mean, it's lonely. They're yeah. coming. It's like a new kid in school. 
And now you have to make your life here while your family is someplace else. And then what happens if you get cut or traded and you think you have this contract, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're staying where you are. So they always have to be ready, I think. And, you know, I don't think it's the amazing, I mean, not to say it's not a cool life. I'm sure it's, it is, but I don't think it's what everybody thinks it is. And I don't think that they get enough credit for the hard work that they do and what they do to their bodies. Yes, I would agree with that. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice, and you've given some obviously excellent advice for getting involved in your field, but if you had to give somebody one piece of advice, and it could all definitely be something you already said that you want to really highlight or drive home, but uh, one piece of advice for someone starting a career in your field, what would it be? I think it, honestly, I, I don't know if I could give just one piece, just because it really depends on where they're starting from. If they're not a realtor yet, and they want to get into sports real estate, I think first you just need to start as a realtor. Right. And just, you know, build up your business that way and learn as much as you can and get closings under your belt and learn how to make it the easiest, most stress-free, stress-free process that you possibly can so that when you are in that position to work with an athlete, you know what to do. And then, you know, advice just for working with athletes, like I said, you know, making sure that you are communicating clearly that their needs are met and that everything is staying private because their their security, their happiness, being comfortable is the most important thing. So I think, like I said, there are a lot, a lot of parts to it, but just for real estate in general, or honestly, just women wanting to break into any kind of sports field, just, just do it, just start. And it's okay to be uncomfortable or to be nervous about it. You know, just do it. What about real estate? What do you love about real estate? Honestly, I love being a matchmaker. I love that, <laughs> you know, you're matching people to a home and it might not be their forever home. Sometimes it is. And it's, such a great feeling when, when somebody walks in and they have that feeling that they are home and you get them that home. Sometimes it's matching an investor to a property that's going to make money for them. Sometimes it's just finding a temporary home for somebody that just needs someplace to be at that time. Um, but, you know, seeing the smiles on people's faces, knowing that they are comfortable and safe and they feel they feel like they are home wherever they are. That is, that is really the best part of my day. Um, and, and just working with so many different types of people, people that never would have come into my life before. And, you know, people that have started out as clients have become friends and it's just, it's such a great life to have and, and the flexibility of it too. I mean, like I said, I'm home every morning working out and walking my dog and I'm home now working mm -hmm. from home. So the flexibility of doing that and working for yourself and knowing that you can make the day as great as you want it to be, depending on how hard you push yourself. You know, it's not like, okay, if you do, you know, this much work, this is going to be your salary. It's not like that. You work as hard as you want to work and it will show based on what you do, not what, it, what anybody else says. It's, it's about you and, and how much effort you put into it. 
And there's something very satisfying about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely very different than looking at a teacher's pay scale. That's for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> it is very, very different. Well, I, this has been so fun. It's been so interesting to learn about this. And to be honest with you, when you reached out to me, I didn't even think that there was a specific mm-hmm. division for this yeah. in real estate. I, it just never even occurred to me. So I think mm-hmm. this is such a great opportunity for our listeners to learn more and learn about yet another career path in the sports entertainment industry. But before I let you go, We have to do five fun facts. And this is something I know our listeners are definitely sick of hearing me say this over and over again, but I always like our guests to know it's something I started with the 49ers players and with them, it's an opportunity for them to share five things about themselves that people wouldn't otherwise know. But Mm -hmm. on this podcast, we ask everybody the same five questions every week. And it's been great because we get so many different answers. So with that, five fun facts with Jamie Oakley. I'm ready. Jamie, what is your favorite moment in sports? So you asked if I was a Jets fan and I said by marriage. (laughs) I am a Yankees fan, have been since birth pretty much. Um, My dad was a huge fan. We had season tickets and the 1996 World Series is still the top moment that is ingrained in my head. And it was so long ago. But it's just has always been, I like get chills still thinking about it. That was, that was an incredible series. I yeah. have to say that was a, definitely a, an incredible series. What is your life motto? I feel like it's, it's so simple, but it's just treat people the way you want to be treated. I think that man. no matter what you do in your life, if you give something out, that's what you get back. And, and it's so simple, but it's just, I I wish everybody just did it. I think everyone would be much happier and nicer that way. I I would agree with that a hundred percent. What is your go-to workout that you do every morning before you walk jet? I do mostly HIIT workouts, the high intensity workouts, which I, I have been told I should be lifting more. And I did used to lift more, but when the pandemic hit and the gym shut down, I started working out in the house. And just have not made my way back to the gym yet. So it's mostly hit. What is your go-to coffee order? Uh, Americano black. No room for milk. Oh, okay. I love it. And a book every woman should read. So I was thinking about this because I am a big reader. And I'm not a huge memoir reader or, you know, really thought provoking books or anything like that, but I don't think it really needs to be um, for a woman to love it and to get something out of it. I love Mindy Kaling. Okay. And she wrote a a memoir called why not me. And I just think it was, was funny and it was entertaining, but it really, you know, kind of drives home the fact that why can it be you? You know, you can make your own way. And by working hard and being confident, you can do anything that you want to do, even if you don't look like or act like anyone else around you. And I think for women in sports, it's just, you know, such a good lesson to to think about and to, to believe that it doesn't matter if it's all men around you. If you work hard if you believe in yourself, you could do anything that they can do and you could do it better. Uh, that is true. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Jamie. This was really fun. I really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Please let everyone know where they can find you on social media. It is at Jamie Oakley Real Estate on Instagram. And if you guys like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. You can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online, And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.